Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. Yesterday, we had the chance to hear uh, David Shriner Khan, who's a fellow I've known for a few years, who is talking about transitions. And I named today's episode, What is Your Transition? And David has been helping entrepreneurs a long time transition to either self-employment or some kind of thing away from the typical nine to five. Not that there's anything wrong with a nine to five. And people live in that world and love it. And they work for 30 or 40 years somewhere and then retire. And during the 30 or 40 years, they live a useful and powerful life and are you know, busy in the service and love of others in community and in perhaps where they work, perhaps in church. I've known many people like that. My dad was one of those. He lived, he worked for many years for a corporation. He commuted to work in San Francisco from where we lived in across the bay. And at the same time, he was a, a good person. And then when he retired, he was one of those people that did the early retirement that happened back in the 80s, where the 55 and out kind of thing was the rage. And so he did that, and he spent the last years of his life in great service uh, in the church and in the community and all the areas of his life. And so he was an example of that. And that's fine. It's a beautiful life. The key was being in service and doing things you love to do. Some of the things he loved to do is he was a woodworker, a spectacular restorer of furniture and chairs and tables and desks and other things. And he did a great job and he created a hobby business afterwards. And they moved back from the Bay Area to Wyoming where uh, they both were born, my wife, not my wife, my mother, and he were born in a valley called Star Valley, Wyoming, and they moved back up there in, in 1986, I think. But anyway, it was beautiful. My point about the transition is, whatever your transition in front of you is, it, it, there's lots of ways to make it, make that transition happen. One is the yearning, wistful way, someday I'll, and another one is a careful, intentional, thoughtful way that starts today. You create a plan and you make things happen because you can't have it today, perhaps, and you can be on your way today. One of the things that people often do <clears throat> in this idea of transition is they think, okay, I'm going to do something someday. Someday I'm going to start that business. Someday I'm going to, you know, and the whole, the idea is someday, someday, I'm going to, I'm going to, which is a sh contraction for I am going to. Are you like that? Do you have a bunch of I'm going I-M-A-N-A, I'm going to. I'm going to do this. It's funny when I talk to uh, a person who is talking perhaps about coaching and they're exploring what coaching would do for them, business coaching, life coaching, and they want to see what a coach does and how that might help them. 
and I ask them how, you know, how things are going, what's going on, how business is going. And so often I hear that phrase, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to start that marketing. I'm going to step up my, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, what I've noticed when I use that or when others use it, it's almost always coming from a place of, you don't really want to talk about what is today. And so you focus your attention on what you imagine you're going to create some future state because today is painful. Well, there's a couple of things about that. Today might not be what you want. In fact, I think most people uh, have things they're working on. Most people have things that they are creating. An album, a musician's always got another album on the horizon. An author's always got another book underway. In fact, I've got seven books I am actively in the middle of. Uh, I had eight. I just finished the first draft of one, and I started the next one, and I just completed a story arc, which is a, a, a special drawing that I create based on the book, the story arc, which is about how to write books <clears throat> for yet another one. And there's another one that I've been working on for a while that I'm about a third of the way writing. I shelved it for a bit because the next part is going to require a lot of work, and I didn't want to dedicate that time right now. So I literally have seven more books besides the one I just finished the first draft on, underway. Everybody has things they are working on. That isn't the unusual at all. The question is, how are you feeling? Do you love your life today? You can love your life today even if you're working on something. So think about this. I have a business. <clears throat> Let's say you have a business. And, or, or you're working in a company and you work for someone else, like that other scenario we talked about to start with, and you've worked there for a few years, you can do one of two things. You can, actually, you can do one of three things. One is you can hate it, be actively looking for something else, hate every day and just think, I can't wait till, right? Or the second one, which is actually the most common, is tolerate. We'll tolerate this, oh, King can't work, you know, working for the weekend, can't wait till this is over. Oh, this job, you know, sometimes it's okay, but a lot of times it's a drag. But, you know, you don't really have an active plan about anything. At least in the first one, you hate it and you're actively looking for something else. Uh, and, and then the second one, you just are kind of resigned a place of resignation. The third one is to do the very best, very, 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 very best job you can do right this minute. Every day, powerhouse. I'm doing it because I love this. I'm committed. I told these people I'd show up this much time and I do this work. I'm going to do it the best I can, blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, be happy in your life and happily looking for something else or happily pursuing a side hustle or happily building a business or happily handling a health challenge or taking care of your your aged parent or whatever you're doing. You can be doing it all happy. And you might think I'm Pollyanna and you might think I'm stupid, but I live that way. I didn't used to. I have made that transition. Now, whatever the transition is in your life, I want you to think of something. I don't know if you went to college or not. Let's say you did or high school even or at any time in your life, but I like to use college. So you go to college and you're working your way through school and you take a job as a pizza delivery person. I deliver pizza. And okay, you deliver pizza. You don't hate pizza necessarily, and you don't hate 
the fact that you have a pizza delivery job. I mean, you could, but there's no stigma attached to delivering pizza while you're going to college. Why? Well, I call those things summer jobs. They might be something you have in between years. It might be work you have during the year. And I tutored math when I was going to college. Why? Because I had a math scholarship and it was easy and I could do it and the math department offered me a job. Okay, I tutored math, and I also taught or graded papers. So I tutored math. I also graded papers for one of the classes, and I got paid to do that, and it was a way to earn a little bit of money. I didn't imagine myself as a paper grader forever, and there was no stigma attached to do it. Some days I liked it. Some days I didn't. Some days it took too long. Whatever. But we don't attach that negativity to that, but we do attach negativity when we're now older and we think, oh, I hate this job. I can't wait till I get something else. Why don't you choose to be in love with your life? Like, I don't care if you don't want to keep this job very long. You don't have to hate the job. It doesn't have to be misery and pain every day you get up. You can get up and be excited about loving to go to your job today, even if you're looking for another one. And you can do the very best you can, even if you're looking for another one. So the idea of, number one, I hate this, I hate it, I hate it, that contaminates your whole life. You get up miserable, you have a miserable day, you hate the job, you don't get along with the people, you hate your boss, blah, 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 and your whole life is full of this negativity. Why would you live like that? Like, you don't have to do that. You could love the job, do the same work, do a better job, enjoy the day, kiss the boss, come home and feel good about your life, all the while knowing that you are looking for another one actively, and you're going to take one the minute you get it. And do that whole process happy. Now, the middle road, doing things in a resigned way, sure, you can do that. Go ahead. Why would you live your life in resignation? Why would you live, uh, you know, oh, I'm resigned to this, not actively hating and maybe not even looking. In the first case, you were looking. In this case, you're just resigned. This is the best I can do. I got too many obligations. I can't this, I can't that. Says who? Like, what are you talking about? What you're really saying is I'm too lazy to explore the opportunity possibilities. You know, that is really your opportunity. When I, if you followed the podcast much or my, anything that I've done, you know that three and a half years ago, I had a near-death experience. I died. That took a big toll on my business. I had all kinds of sessions I had to cancel, all kinds of struggles, et cetera, et cetera. I could have had all kinds of stories about that, about recovery, about getting back in the saddle, about going on with my business and all the rest. Instead, I looked at it as an opportunity. Instead, I thought, what can I take from this? I'm going to do this recovery. I'm going to get my physical body back. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to have fun, laugh, sing, dance, play, as much as my lungs would let me, while I do this. I choose that. So my question to you is, I don't know what your transition is right now. What is it? Can you stop for a minute and think about where in your life are you in transition? Is your work situation in transition because of COVID, the pandemic? Is it in transition because you've decided, like many people in the great resignation, that you're not going back to the same? Has some other thing happened in your life that has sort of slapped you upside the head and said, time to make a change? I'm certainly familiar with those events. I've had a number of them in my life, and some of them I've ignored, and some of them I paid attention to. Really glad for the ones I paid attention to. So I, I want you to think specifically, what is your transition? 
right now. And whatever it is, relationship, work, how you're handling one of your kids, taking care of an elderly parent, taking care of yourself more, learning to love yourself, whatever it is, are you all in? Are you filling your life with the joy of opportunity and possibility? Are you doing that? Or is it a drag? Is it, oh, I'll sure be glad when this is over. <clears throat> what if the true joy is the journey and the transition instead of the destination? Now, if you're launching a business and it's successful and you make a lot of money or you help a lot of people, yay, there's joy there too. I can promise you that the big joy in life is the journey, not the destination. I encourage you to think about transitions going on in your life right now. If you're in the first category where there's some aspect of your life you've decided is intolerable, are you going to joyfully enjoy everything you have now while you are immediately and fully committed to changing whatever is intolerable? Are you in a state of resignation where you just are putting up with something, thinking that's all you get, that's all you can have, there's nothing more available, and so you just resign yourself to having the same day and the same life every day. It reminds me of a character in the book The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, uh, the baker's daughter who said, you know, life's the same every day. And Santiago, the, the boy that was the shepherd, thought about that. If you haven't read The Alchem Alchemist, you should. It's an invitation to think about these transitions. It's an invitation to follow the omens of life in the language of the world or the language of love or the language of the universe. They are all around, even for you. You might think, well, yeah, other people, that's too weird, blah, blah, blah. They're there for you. They're there for you. You know why I know? Because you're a divine being and you have that opportunity just like I do and everybody else. The only question isn't, are they there? The question is, will you look for them? Will you follow them? Will you make the changes you are invited to make? Because all of those changes can be for your good, your blessing, your joy, and your happiness. Now, last of all, I want you to specifically identify transitions that are going on in your life, work, personal, health, whatever it is. And I want you to honestly assess how you are approaching that transition with trepidation, with excitement. Are you getting the help you need? One of the most fun things that I get to do as a coach is help people with these transitions, whether it's making more money in their business, starting a business, getting out of a business, transitioning from one career to another, transitioning from one relationship to another, transitioning in any way, that's a big opportunity and a big time. Now, the most important transition you're ever going to make is the one inside of you. It's from the person you're being today to the person you dream and want and are committed to create. I can promise you right now, like the sun shines in Phoenix, and it does a lot of days a year, that that transition in your heart into the next best version of yourself will be both the most fun, rewarding, and at the same time, perhaps the most difficult transition you'll make. 
Transitioning your heart to be the next best version of you is the greatest adventure you can launch. And it is never the wrong time to launch on that transition. It is never too late to do that now with all your heart, with all your love, and with all your joy as you create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.